1: The Bible tells us that at the crucifixion of Christ, a darkness descended over the land, that's because the light of the world was being extinguished. Join us today as Pastor Rander describes how life without Jesus Christ is a life filled with darkness in this message. Christ is life and light. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures,
2: so get pen and paper ready as we begin. He wants to do everything in his power to keep Tutu from coming to Christ. Y'all laughing at that, that, that name. That's a pretty good name. But if Tutu gets saved... Guess what? His next objective is to keep you focused on you because he knows you'll never rise to your God given potential. We impede the light of Christ shining through us when we promote ourselves instead of promoting Christ. This, this means we must make much of Christ and put him first, make much of Christ and put him first. In other words, it's not about you. If you over the ensemble, it's not my ensemble. If you're over the staff, it's not my staff. If you're over over the media, it's not my media. This is not my church. It's the Lord's church. It's the Lord's ensemble. It's the Lord's staff. We need to take the mind out. It's about the Lord and his work. We need to make much of Christ and put him first. Matthew 6.33a also says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You cannot shine brightly possessing a spirit of selfishness. It's all about you. Jealousy will smother the light out. Uh, materialism. Uh, negativity. You, you're not seeking God first if you're negative. You're not seeking God first if you, are, if you possess a judgmental spirit. Uh, if you're timid. Timid. If you have a contentious spirit, you fight about everything. Everything's an issue. Make a sudden change. Something you wasn't expecting. Listen, life is transitional. Changes will happen. You changing. Your child is changing. Your circumstances are changing. Your looks are changing. We can print out, we, listen, we can have things planned one way in the Lord's worship experience and all of a sudden God can redirect and we need to get out the way and let him change however He so orders. It's not about us. It's about him. A contentious spirit, a defeated spirit. You defeat yourself. I can't do it. I can't, can't, can't. Well, no, the reason you can't is because you told yourself you can't. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. A defeatist mentality keep you from seeking Christ first. Succumbing to worldly distractions. I was telling a brother just the other day, sometimes you have to preach a message four times. Four times. He said, why you do series? Well, you got to understand. If I just preach one message one time, do you know how often people come to church? A person who said they are actively born again and say they're a good member now they say do you not know that the average church member not come once a month and they are comfortable in it so if I preach one message one time guess what I miss the majority of the people you know why Guess how many of y'all wasn't here last Sunday? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because you, you, you might just be visiting today for whatever reason. Or you could have been sick on vacation. So I'm not trying to show anybody up. But I'm just saying, when is the last time you've come four consecutive times in a row on time? Think about that. Just think about that. Is it all about you? Worldly distractions. People at the movies on Sunday, car washes on Sunday, pet, Pet's on Sunday, uh, H-E-B on Sunday. They, they're they having picnics. I'm not saying you can't do this. Uh, God is not some kind of cosmic, cosmic killjoy trying to steal every piece of joy out of your life. God loves it when you have picnics. God wants you to have family time. God wants you to rest. God wants you to go shopping. You can even shop on Sunday. Just make sure you've gone to worship. That's right, that's right. You can go golfing, make sure you go to church. Huh? Watch the game, but go to church first. Won't y'all say amen? Amen. Some of y'all couldn't come to vacation Bible school last Sunday because the game, this past week, because the game was on. And you, listen, you, it doesn't get good usually until the end. (laughs) And even then it's not good sometimes worldly distractions, all that stuff in your phones, all that stuff in your watch. Your watch got all kinds of images now. It's doing all kind of dazzling stuff. You know, you can't even see what time it is. Cause it's, it's telling you what's going on over in Afghanistan somewhere. You drunk on news. Being apathetic is a distraction and you're not seeking God first. Apathy is at an all-time high in the Lord's church. A non-committal spirit you won't commit to nothing. You know why you don't want to commit to nothing? It won't, Because you're afraid it's going to cost you something. So you just stay disengaged. I want to be saved, but I want to coast to heaven. A non-committal spirit. Number four, what keeps the light of Christ from shining brightly through us? Hypocrisy. Keeps keeps the light of Christ from shining brightly through us. Uh, Matthew twenty three twenty eight says, "Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness." That's deep, y'all. You see, my friends, a hypocrite, a hypocrite is to mask one's true self and play a part, as in play acting. On the stage. I say it again. A hypocrite is to mask one's true self and and play a part as in play acting on the stage. They pretend to possess qualities or beliefs that they really do not have. This is a person who pretends to be what he is not, or what she is not. They deceive by intentionally misleading and they use spiritual talk to hide their corrupt motives. Play, listen to this closely, play acting should stay on the stage and has no place in one's life or in the Lord's church. I say it again, play acting should stay on the stage. Go down to the Majestic Theater and watch a good play, okay? But, but play acting has no place in the Lord's in your life or in the Lord's church. Listen, y'all, with all the things that's happening, with all the evil, all the drugs, all the shootings and killings, all, I mean, it's stuff. before you can digest one thing, here's, here's a whole new evil. Am I talking to anybody in here? I mean, it, we're being bombarded with thing after thing after thing. If you fly, You wonder what crazy nut is on that plane. That's right. If you go out, if you go to a game, is there going to be a bomb in here? If you go here, if you go, if you go to a movie theater, like in Colorado, and then they shoot the whole, listen, let me tell you something. Satan is too busy. The world is too dangerous for you to be playing in the Lord's church. We don't need any play acting in here. We need folk who are real in here. Who are real in here. Oh, my goodness. Very, very, that's very, very, very important. We must get that, my friends, in our hearts. Matthew chapter 15, verses 7 through 9a says, look look what the word of God says. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you. He did need people wondering who he was talking about. Saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth. They talk about God and their rel- religious talk. And honor me with their lips. But their hearts is far from me. And in vain, they worship me. Now, it's a bad, bad day when you can dress up, get up here. Come, come to the Lord's house and God says everything you did today that was supposed to be about me was in vain and I didn't even accept it. I didn't accept your prayer. I didn't accept your, I didn't accept your offering, I didn't accept your song. because I saw your motive, I saw what you did yesterday. I saw what you did in secret. I, I, I saw the drugs, I saw the, I saw that person you were sleeping with that you wasn't married to. I saw, I, I saw stuff I shouldn't have seen, but you got to realize I'm an all-seeing God. And then I see how you come and sing in the choir and stand on, on, as an usher or, uh, in the media ministry or in the ensemble or as a teacher or preacher or deacon or elder, whatever you are, and folk don't know it, and you're the biggest hypocrite in the church. Christians sing a song titled, This Little
1: Light of Mine, to indicate that we have a part in the salvation offered by Jesus and a responsibility to display the light and life he offers. Listening today as Pastor Render continues to explain the significant part the second person in the Godhead plays, giving and sustaining life in this message, Christ is Life and Light. He'll be teaching from a number of
2: scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Some people you know, some people say they don't come to church because of all the hypocrites. Now I got something to say about that. <laughs> I wish they'd tell me that. I said if there's a hypocrite, that this is where they ought to be. Yeah. Not in a club. Huh? Not in some kind of sports bar. I'd rather have be a hypocrite here. Yep, with the aim of getting them converted, transformed, and made new in Christ. To far, how they going to fall in conviction at some strip club, at a bowling alley. You know, they're down there at the sports centers, play, playing sports and bat, basketball and all volleyball and all this kind of stuff. You know, if they're not right, this is the place where not right folk come to get right. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? You, that's, stop looking around trying to see who's a hypocrite. You just make sure you get your own life right. There's enough issues in your own life that you need to address. You don't have time to be looking at everybody else's life. All them fingers and stuff, pointing them, they come got them up, those others coming back at you. You don't, Listen, I, when I get to deal with Randall Draper, I'm tired. I don't have time to be eyeing you, putting you under surveillance, tracking you. I need to be tracking me, policing me. It's me, oh Lord, who's standing in the need of prayer because I don't want my worship. I don't want whatever I do for Christ to be in vain. He says, and in vain they worship me. Can y'all get that? In vain. In vain, say in vain. in vain. In vain they worship me. Be mindful, it is impossible to be a hypocrite and shine for Christ at the same time. The light of Christ shines brightly through believers who are genuine, who are authentic, who are real. In other words, what you see should be what you get. What I see now ought to be what I get on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in your home, on your job, wherever you are. You're the real deal because you are real. Number five, what keeps the light of Christ from shining brightly through you is pride. Ooh, that's a big one now. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Pride is to have too high of a view of yourself. You think too high of yourself. And to think you are better than others. That's that's, that's nasty, ugly pride. Satan fell out of heaven because of pride. That's how bad it is. You know what pride is? Uh, It's to treat others as inferior are beneath you, and even look you even look down on them because they're not where you are. They are less than you above. They are beneath you. That's why some of you can't do certain ministries because certain ministries are beneath you. You see, so uh, I mean, you, we got to watch that pride. You want the uh, upfront ministry. Romans twelve three a says, "For I say through the grace given to me." To everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. You, let me tell you something. Let me, let me deflate you right now. And me too. And everybody else in here. So I'm talking about me and everybody. Say me. Me. You ain't all that. Excuse the English. It's bad, but you get the point. You, you ain't all that. Humble yourself. If you don't humble yourself, God will humiliate you. A prideful person will not value the remarks of others. They will also arrogantly think that they know it all and that they're always right. And listen to this. What makes pride so deadly is that you can be full of it and not even know it. That's what makes you. You can be full of it and not even know it. It's killing you. It's choking the spiritual life out of you. It will also keep you from yielding and surrendering your life to Christ. Beloved, the height of pride is for Satan to deceive you into thinking that you are self-sufficient apart from Christ, which will bring about your own spiritual demise and your head is straight to hell. That's what Satan wants you to do with your pride. Nothing wrong with me. I don't have to go down to that church. It don't take all that. I'm all right, just like I am, I'm my own God, and you go straight to the pits of hell. You see, I say it again, for some of you who really need to hear it, the height of pride is for Satan to deceive you into thinking that you are self-sufficient apart from Christ, which will bring about your own spiritual demise. Number six, the love of money diminishes the light of Christ within us. The love of money. It'll cause the light of Christ not to shine brightly through you. First Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money, uh, it says the love, not money now, it says what? Lo- underline it. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their gr- greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Beloved, money in and of itself is not evil. There's nothing wrong with having money. Okay. Money in and of itself is not evil, but the love of money is idolatry, is idolatry. The love of money keeps you from pursuing God and his will first. The, the The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. People will gamble to get more money, steal to get more money, steal from their own mama to get more money do drugs to get more money, whatever. It it causes saints to stray from the faith and become greedy to the point that they cannot have enough of it and they will do anything to get it because they love it. When you love money, you will do anything to get it, get it, including robbing God. You see, it causes saints to stray from the faith And become greedy to the point that they cannot have enough of it and will do anything to get it, which results in unnecessary woes and sorrows. Many saints, many saints are unable to give tithes because of yielding to the lure and enticement of commercialism to the point where they have nothing left to offer God in his house. They come into the house of God empty handed, causing them to lose their spiritual blessings. Exodus thirty four twenty B says, and none shall appear before me empty handed. And none shall appear before me empty handed. If you love money, the results will be. Listen, this is why you shouldn't love it. Some of you can't have a, you, you got more, you're stockpiling. Now you ought to save, all right? But don't be afraid to spend wisely under the guidance of the Holy Ghost, amen? Some of you won't spend a dime. You gonna die and your kids gonna mess it all up. Or the government's gonna get it, you better spend some of it. You better take a cruise, you better go somewhere, do something, all right? There's nothing wrong with spending and enjoying. But, But the other side is to be addicted to spending to the point that you can't save anything. You're habitually, perpetually, eternally broke. You're not satisfied until your credit cards run or ran up. Interest rates all over the place. You live from paycheck to paycheck. you sweating it. Oh, look at the amen. Where did they go? Where did they go? And it it's bad when you get old and broke. Don't have nothing. Don't even have nothing to lay up for your children, nor your grandchildren. If you love money, the results will be the loss of rep, loss of family, the loss of reputation, the loss of your character, even the loss of your freedom, you're in spiritual bondage. Some people are in prison, they are, they are, they are locked up because they have stolen a connived because of the love of money and have become enslaved by it. Beloved, we give a we give to a gracious God because everything in our possessions belongs to God and come from God. That's why you give to God, because everything you have belongs to whom? And comes from. And you're giving an acknowledgement that he owns it all and you're so grateful to you're going to give him the first part. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, 8 says, this is one of my favorite verses on giving. I love this verse. Please write it down. 1 Corinthians 4, 7. It says, and what do you have that you did not receive? What did you have? Did you? What do you have that God didn't give you? Huh? Everything you have, God gave you. The water... The grass, the dog, the glasses, everything, the children, the grandchildren, the oxygen, the gravity. When last time you dropped something and picked it up and said, Lord, thank you for gravity. Everything belongs to God. And what do you have that you did not receive? And yet God owns it all and you hoard it and say, it's mine. And you don't release that which belongs to him to your own spiritual detriment. Number seven, uh, what keeps the light of Christ from shining brightly? Not only the love of money, but a spirit of anger will keep your light from shining brightly. Let your light so shine, but it cannot shine in a spirit of anger. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. If anger is left unchecked, It can become excessive and uncontrolled. And some of you have been angry too long. And some of you are always angry. You go off at a moment, you go off on your wife, you go off on your children, you're snappy, you talk mean, you give a compliment and it's a backhanded compliment. I mean, you're ugly with your talk. You see, it can become excessive and uncontrolled. And and I'm, if you don't deal with your anger, it leads to bitterness. Anger leads to resentment. Anger leads to hostility, domestic abuse. You will abuse your children, your wife, your husband. You abuse your parents when you're angry. Uh, uh, if you don't deal with your anger, there will be an urge to get even. There will be inner turmoil, which results in a loss of tranquility and peace of heart. Therefore, do not take everything as a personal issue against you. He must be talking about me, somebody who told him. God knows your business. God knows your business. I just preached the word. Wherever the word goes, praise God. Therefore, do not take everything as a personal issue against you. My friend, the longer you allow anger to fester in your life, you become a prime target to be exploited by Satan. And there's nothing like an angry daddy where the children and the, and the wife is scared of him. His wrath falls on everybody. Boom! Every day, it's another explosion about something. Where's the food, woman? Well, why didn't you get in there and cook? <laughs> then there's some women who are angry. They out talk to men and they say a thousand words before the, before the man can say it, I was sick today. Huh? Just, I mean, she'd go off and she'd go off and she' go off, and she's out of control because she's a mad woman that was a movie about, Wasn't in a movie about a diary of a mad some kind of woman or something. <laughs> Somebody y'all watch TV. <laughs> but listen, confess the sin of anger regularly and allow the Holy Spirit to control your thoughts. The Holy Spirit to control your words, your motive, your attitude and your actions. God is glorified through possessing the peace of Christ and contentment in him. The light of Christ cannot be seen when one has a spirit of anger. When you're always mad, nothing worse than an angry preacher who used a pulpit to bully his people, to come down hard on his people. I mean he has a wrath, he calls people out, he embarrasses people, a man before his family and all of those things. People are hurting enough and the worst thing they can hear is a preacher who's insensitive, who's hard and callous and don't even care. An angry preacher has no business in the pulpit. The light of Christ cannot be seen when one has a spirit of anger. Embrace Christ who is the Prince of Peace and he alone will bring spiritual rest and peace of mind.
1: Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more tune in next week as pastor draper continues to teach us from the word of god thank you for joining us today and may the lord's blessings be upon you
0: three-star general michael j flynn head of the Pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells